Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. From superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. (laughs) Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. This, this is It's Always Game Day in Cincinnati with Lindsey Patterson and Mike Santagata. As we're talking about playoffs, talking about position groups for the Cincinnati Bengals. Do think it's all connected when it comes to the defensive line play, but we'll focus on linebackers right now. We've talked about Logan Wilson, Jermaine Pratt over the season. Um, kind of felt like they had disappointing years but still feel like it's all a domino effect. It's affected by poor D-line play or linebacker play, how it connects to your secondary. What are some of your expectations when you look back on, on how Logan Wilson and Jermaine Pratt played? We'll focus on them first. So expectations next year or just what? like Do you think this was kind of a mm, just a down year for them? How oh, yeah, gotcha. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I think um... – I expect them to be better next year. I, I think that's easy to expect. I mean, they both had some of their worst seasons as professionals by metrics, film, whatever you want to use. Uh, they just they got picked on and they didn't have anybody any help. Up, I can't say they didn't have any help outside of Reader and Hill a little bit. They didn't have anybody in front of them helping them out, and they definitely struggled communicating and working with the young secondary. So I think just the continuity will help the secondary and the linebacker play and the coverage aspect of this. But none of that matters if they don't get enough pressure if the D-line play doesn't get better. So provided that I think the Bengals are are going to overall improve their interior defensive line play from last season, I think that I can expect the linebackers to also play better in this situation. But – they were bad last year. 
I, I don't know what other way to like, they just failed at expectations. That's one of the, if we were doing like the report card for each position group, this, this would be close to an F. I mean, maybe a D I don't know. Probably maybe a D maybe I'm too harsh. Maybe my expectations were too high. That would be why it's an F though. It's not just because it's like, he's like performing at this, we'll call it below average mm-hmm. level over the course of the season and being inconsistent. I just expect them to be in my mind. They were one of the better linebacker duos in the league. Like Tob, I I thought I thought the Ravens were a better one. I know that was a big discussion, just because I think Patrick Queen is near their level and Roquan's above them. But uh, <laughs> but uh, I expected them to be on uh, on par with a lot of these groups. Like I, I would think top. 10, 5, somewhere around that range linebacker duo. And they were not that this season. They were a tough-to-watch linebacker duo this season. So I expect it to be better. I, I don't know if you feel as confident about that, but I think it's also dependent on this offseason and mm-hmm. what happens around them. They are the most dependent position group to me because it's just so much of what happens around them affects them a lot more. That Like the D-line play affects the back end just in terms of like if they're not getting home and runs are getting to them, but not as much as the second level, you know, it's just like, I don't know. And the D line obviously isn't as affected by the safety group in the corners as much as the linebackers are either. So they're in the middle, just being affected by everything around them so much. Yeah. Um, when it comes to, to Jermaine Pratt, I, I remember, you know, going into this offseason or the one last year, obviously got his extension, really thought Jermaine was going to be walking. He was going to go on another team. They were going to re- bring back Von Bell. That didn't happen. They were able to get Jermaine what felt like a really good deal. Same thing for Logan Wilson. When it comes to how much they were on the field, do you think that was a difference maker versus how much we saw Jermaine the year prior? Do you think it was pretty much about the same? Yo, Trey. Kevin, what's up, man? You know, I've been thinking, what would have happened if the NBA never vetoes the Chris Paul trade to the Lakers and we get CP3 in the same backcourt as Kobe in L.A.? Well, you get a very happy Jack Nicholson, for sure. And the Lakers probably win a bunch more championships. CP3 finally gets a ring or two or three. And the Kardashian empire is forever altered. What did you just say? Hey, everybody, I'm Trey Wingo. And I'm Kevin Frazier, and we're teaming up on a new weekly sports podcast from Wondery Alternate Routes. As former sports center anchors and current sports obsessives we're consumed by all the what if questions that make being a sports fan so excruciatingly fun if you're like us then you also live and die on the fallout from every drop pass or play call each week on alternate routes we'll take a flashpoint in sports break down what actually happened then explore every alternate scenario and the ripple effects it would have caused follow alternate routes on the wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts you can listen early and ad free right now by joining wondery plus they definitely used him less last year than they did this year. But what I'm remembering is that they used like Akeem Davis Gaither and uh, in that role as third down linebacker. I don't think Pratt was some terrible third down linebacker that that was the reason it wasn't working out. I, I feel like last year honestly felt like they were using Akeem Davis Gaither so much in that role because they were expecting to do that the next season because they didn't think Pratt would be back. Then when Pratt comes back, it's like, well, I guess he, he can have that role because he's improved enough in coverage that he should probably be on the field whenever they're in nickel and third down. So if they want two linebackers on third down, it should be him. Um, they also don't have Trey Flowers anymore, even if Daxel can do some of that tight end stuff. 
it's still they don't need to pull a body off of the field to bring in their tight end specialists and keep two safeties out there. They didn't they still dabbled in the three safety things. I don't think it was too different from the last couple of seasons, but overall he definitely played more. And I think there was a downturn on some of the dime usage. I don't think it was a huge thing that like the biggest part for the linebackers for me were early downs. That was the, that's the biggest issue. You can think of all the tight ends that killed them. They kill them on early downs and they're doing it by attacking these, this linebacker group for the most part, sometimes the safeties, but I was mostly disappointed with them on early downs and not as much on the third down side of things. Yeah. I think it is a Akeem Davis Gaither. He's probably going to be gone. Yeah. I would think. And I, that kind of bums me out. Honestly, I, it kind of worries me a little bit, but I also understand that they can't pay Akeem Davis Gaither right after they've just paid Logan Wilson, Jermaine Pratt, and that money can go elsewhere. I feel like as long as Marcus Bailey's healthy, they have a guy that they can just throw in there and he can start. Mm-hmm. Even though Akeem did a great job when he was asked to start. And then Marcus has also done a good job when he's asked to start. That we'll was see. one of their best drafts, honestly. You know, you, you think about everything that happened in the 2020 draft. So be able to get a guy like Akeem Davis Gaither, Logan Wilson, Marcus Bailey. I know there was some criticism when they drafted Marcus Bailey because of dealing with injuries. Um, you get Joe Burrow, you get T Higgins. Um, it was, it was legit one of their best and and just a team that had struggled getting linebackers previously. You know, you want to see more out of them, but I do, I, I do think it's going to be a bounce back year. I still think everything is connected and we'll get to the other position group in just a moment, but you get better play on other position groups, defensive line, your secondary, your linebackers. I, I'm not, too down on on the defense uh, obviously it was a really bad brutal year for them and, and really unfortunate and yes it's going to be a difference maker when jesse Bates, jesse Bates and bond bell aren't out there but you have a lot of first year guys or first year guys as starters and i think that you can kind of credit that to a big learning experience and curve for them um and i know a lot of people don't like to do this but i still feel like when you didn't have when you had joe dealing with his calf injury when you didn't have Joe Burrow out there, um, that's going to be a difference maker for your defense too. It's just different. You got to be on the field longer. And I know people don't like that because they think it's an excuse, but I don't know. I just felt like it was from the beginning. There were only a couple games that I really thought all the defenses it's back. This is the defense that we know. Other than that, it was just kind of a pretty down year for them. Yeah. Both Pratt and Wilson also missed more tackles than they did last season. Not the most they've, ever missed i don't think by pro football references charting but if you were thinking man those guys keep like missing tackles you were probably correct they mm-hmm. they missed quite a few tackles this season i mean there were times when you see a guy go in the end zone and you're like who's whose guy was that and it was pretty easy to be like oh it was logan wilson's or it was Jermaine's, and that was just really unfortunate because those guys weren't first year players out there um mm-hmm. but yeah I, I do. I think they'll they'll learn and and not learn, but I think they'll bounce back one into next year. And I still feel like it's BPA for them when it comes to the 18th pick if they stay at 18. Um, but I wouldn't be surprised if they go defensive side again. Um, in Won't this be year. a linebacker though at 18. I would no, 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 I, no, no. I mean, I just mean like defensive player. I think they could get uh, an yeah. at 18 and. That's going to help you. I still feel like it's all connected and it'll help your defense. It'll help your linebackers if you you get more pressure on the quarterback. So we'll we'll see what happens. Uh, but no, if they went linebacker at 18, I would tell everyone they're fired. 
Um, that would be an absolute, that'd be very disappointing. That would be very, very, very underwhelming. 